0: tend to have more access to resources to be able to use in their defense versus people that don't have money. So you see a lot of, you know, lower, and that's really a class issue, and and race
1: does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Good morning, and welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Welcome, guys. My name is Selena Hill. I'm sitting in Stanley's seat. Why? He's not here. Forgot where he is again, but we know he's not here. I think he'll be here, like, next Sunday. But, you know, the show must go on. Uh, This is a show where we talk politics, social issues, foreign policy, and we do that from a diverse millennial perspective, guys. So there's a lot to talk about. Uh, before we do, let me just let you guys know how you can reach me. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Selena Hill, Missispelled spelled with an MS. And I am joined by my co host, Jackie Cohen. Good morning. Morning, Jackie.
2: How's it going? Could be better. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a little late start today, but that's okay. It's, you know, yeah, I, I'm here. I'm alive. I good. didn't get in a car accident. There so. were, you know, multiple hangups uh, <laughs> on our all of our commutes this morning. I took the subway up here, and so I was stuck underground for a little. I was like, I left my house early this morning. I was like, yes, I'm going <laughs> to do it. Like, I always say I'm going to be here like half an hour early, and this is the morning where I'm going to do it. And then I get stuck underground for 20 minutes because of like, Police activity, but I didn't see any, so I don't, I don't know. Sometimes like at 34th Street, well,
0: were, were the police hiding? They just wanted to, you know, jump out of the door they, and say, "Ooh, we got you! Yeah, got you. Yeah,
2: exactly. Right, right, right. Do they do that? Yeah, uh, they do. They I mean, literally, do. we could
0: literally do a whole show on this and like fair evasion and, itself. and broken windows policing. Yeah. If the police department really wanted to prevent fair evasion, they would just put two police officers in front of the turnstile, and people would see police there, and then would not jump the turnstile to be. In with, um, but instead they tell cops to hide in closets, uh, like broom closets, and like peep through the holes so, so that they creepy. can wait for people to jump the turnstile and then catch them and arrest them and then uh, spend taxpayer money to put them through the system over a two dollar and seventy five cent fare. Yeah. So. Oh, you
1: have to love NYPD. Yeah, Don't right. Don't we love them? Um,
0: yeah. So maybe we'll have so, a whole conversation about
2: that. one day. I would day. love that. I, I, I think, but we think maybe should definitely probably, get probably an not, not today. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> not today. Well, welcome to the show, Jackie. Did you give a formal introduction? No, I'm
2: Jackie Cohen, political correspondent for the show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Jackie Cohen. That's J A Q I C O H E N. Um, hi, everybody.
0: Uh, hi. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of legal stuff, I'm your legal correspondent. Uh, my name's Alyssa Fuchs, and you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Alyssa Fuchs, um, or where I say the most things, um, and you know, get in fights with crazy conservatives that um, you know think that guns are like the best thing on the planet um you can go to politically preposterous which is facebook.com slash politically preposterous um and on twitter you can find me at Alyssa fuchs with an i or at poll preposterous for the politically preposterous twitter account
1: Melissa, how many twitter fights do you and or or social media fights do you initiate a week i wouldn't
0: say i initiate them i you post just don't back down an article Um, that I think is relevant and important and has important information. um, And inevitably somebody who's conservative will show up and start stamping their feet and slamming their fists on the table saying that that couldn't possibly be true um, and uh, and then I'll have to spar with them and you know sometimes we'll go back and forth a few times and sometimes I'll just be like oh my god this person is too dumb for me to even spend time <laughs> arguing um, but you know it's fun but I can't waste a lot of time on it because otherwise I wouldn't have time for other things like right. doing this great show that we do Absolutely
1: here. and we do have a great show lined up so um, you guys if you are listening live you know that- that tonight is the 90th Academy Awards um, and if you won't be watching it maybe you'll be boycotting and protesting a lot of people have been doing that for the last few years especially in light of the Oscars so white phenomenon that was created in 2015 and then spiraled um, and went viral in 2016 so Regardless about the Academy Awards and what we're expecting, we're actually going to be presenting what we call the Advocacy Awards and highlighting fierce female leaders for the work, the activism, and advocacy that they are doing to benefit our lives. I mean, these women are so phenomenal that they're pushing for policy changes, legislation uh, that will help People of color, other women, um, people who identify as queer or trans, so, you you know, people who are Muslim. Um, Yeah, so we're going to talk about all of these dynamic women and what they are doing, especially because it's Women's History Month, right? So stay tuned, guys. We're going to go on a quick break. Don't go anywhere, but, of course, if you want to let your voice be heard, you know you can call us up at
2: (laughs) 212- Six it.
1: five zero six 6903. zero, nine zero, zero three. three all right now, guys,
2: can we just say it one more time two one two six five
1: zero six nine zero, zero three. three call us up welcome back guys we're here at whcr 90.3 i found the voice of harlem again my name is selena hill i'm here with Alyssa fuchs jackie what cohen what? i think Hi. stanley is somewhere watching from internet land he's having drunk brunch right now probably without what? us
0: screw
1: you Stanley! (laughs) seriously screw you stanley um but welcome to the show guys and uh um shout out to everyone who is watching via facebook um if you're listening via podcast thank you for you too we appreciate all of our listeners and supporters and speaking of support i know a lot of people will not be supporting the academy awards um as i mentioned before we went on break Oscar is so white, it started off as a hashtag and it sort of spiraled into a movement that really called out Hollywood for their lack of um, diversity and inclusion uh, the fact that we had great phenomenal actors like Will Smith and you know and directors like Spike Lee who are never really acknowledged at what's supposed to be the premier um, filmmaking award ceremony for those who work in Hollywood and make films uh, in front of the camera or behind the camera so you know for Hawaii, April Rain, she was actually a guest on our show a few years ago. She mm-hmm. created this phenomenon. And, you know, when she was on the show, she talked about it was basically just a need to speak out, to call out the entertainment industry for what it's been doing. And what happened was it also uh, it actually elevated into a boycott. And the Academy Awards actually suffered uh, a drop in their ratings. So, nonetheless, we're here today. And later on, there will be uh, the Academy Awards. Not sure if I'll be tuning in or not. I don't know. I just think
0: it's boring. Honestly, no, it, it is kind of I
1: just think it's boring. yeah it's really it's you know I mean we, what we've seen
2: is it's typically old white men in the yeah. Academy voting for what they think is the best in Hollywood and this is the year where we're sort of ending old white men in Hollywood um, so I mean maybe it will be interesting right like maybe that will be a, a there will be a twist I mean last year we saw Moonlight win best picture right but not without its own struggle to win that award the award was given to La La Land which I seen that movie it's entertaining but it is definitely like white mediocrity at its best right and so to have to hand that award to La La Land to then discover that a mistake was made and the award was given to Moonlight I mean like it's like these
1: you can't, you, can't even, you
2: can't even win the right way, right? <laughs> you can't just, come without sleep. struggle. I don't know. I just think there's something boring
0: about just, like, listening to people give speeches and thank people that you don't know. They're like, let me thank my manager and my agent and my this and, and the producer. And it's like half the people they're thanking, you're like, who's that? Right. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. That's boring. Uh, I mean, like, the only yeah. thing that I find, like, fun about it is, like, the, like, jokes that, like, the host makes. And right. even sometimes those who's
2: have Who's hosting been, it this
1: year? Do we? Don't know. Don't Ryan Seacrest. Are you
2: is, kidding me. Let me?
1: So there's a lot of controversy on the fact that even Ryan, why Ryan Seacrest is hosting. He So there are some allegations of sexual harassment against Ryan. and we Really? Know, yeah, absolutely. And we know that we are in the Me Too movement. This is time's up. This is that time. And um, I'm pretty sure a lot of actresses who take the stage, they're probably going to speak about it. But, hey, it is what it is. So... Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, it's time to move on to the advocacy awards where we here at Let Your Voice Be Heard will be recognizing the dynamic women who are either activists, political leaders, uh, community leaders. Basically, what they're doing is they're making our lives better through their work and their activism. So I wanted to start off. Oh, but not all all of the women work in Hollywood. So, like, for instance, the first category is most underrepresented woman in Hollywood, right? So, basically, we're saying, who would deserve this award? Now, we actually have three nominees um that we will give and if you guys have a wall wild, wild card um answer feel free to chime in via facebook or you can call us up at 212-650-6903 okay so again category is most underrepresented woman in hollywood Alyssa, you're checking the facebook live right so i am i okay, am perfect so let us know who you think should be the winner is it gina rodriguez she is the star of jane the virgin Our second nominee is Angela Bassett, who is a renowned actress, legendary actress, who does not get enough recognition in mainstream media or a.k.a. just white Hollywood. Or Monique, who is an actress and a comedian who actually called for a boycott against Netflix because she says she was not offered a sufficient deal um, that would have really recognized her worth and her value as a legendary comedian as opposed to white comedians, uh, white men, and white women. So what's your answer, Jackie? Or- um, I would say Angela Bassett. I,
2: I think she's so, so talented. I just saw Black Panther this week. And oh, she's my God. In that. She was the mother. Um, but she was, I, I mean, you know controversial to talk about Master of None, which was a season sorry show, but she was in an episode of that show that won a lot of awards that Lena Waithe um, wrote about coming out as gay and she played the mother in that episode and I thought she was tremendous. I think she's so talented, so beautiful, just, you know, such a presence on the screen and I don't know, to me she seems like she she's so under Underrated, I guess, by by white Hollywood. You're absolutely right, but I I think she should be much more a much bigger deal than she, maybe she's considered. Although to me, she's a big deal.
1: Alyssa, who is the most underrepresented woman in Hollywood?
2: So I'm gonna
0: go with a wild card here. Um, I'm gonna say Laverne Cox. Uh, oh, okay. Laverne Cox is a trans woman of color. Um, she has done a million things, but she's best known for her role in Orange Is the New Black. Um, and on top of being an American amazing actress, and just a beautiful woman. Um, She also does an immense amount of advocacy for uh, trans people of color um, and also for trans people who are trying to break into Hollywood. Um, And so I think for that reason, she is the most underrepresented woman in Hollywood.
1: Great answers, guys. Facebook, talk to us. Who is the most underrepresented woman in Hollywood? I'll give you my answer. It's a wild card. I think the answer is black women. In general, here's why. So the institutional obstacles that women experience are even more impacted on women of color, um, whether that's uh, in front of the camera or behind the camera. And, for example, Taraji P. Henson, who a lot of people know from Empire, she actually revealed in her memoir that she was paid in the low six-figure range and she actually had to cover her own lodging for three months while she was shooting The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, where she played Brad Pitt's adoptive mother. She had to pay for her own lodging? Yes. On that
2: film? That's wild. With Brad
1: Pitt. Yeah. And now this is a quote that she said from her book. She says, the math really is pretty simple. There are way more talented black actresses than there are intelligent, meaningful roles for them. This is exactly how a studio can get away with paying the person whose name is third on the call sheet of a big budget film less than 2% what it's paying the person whose name is listed first. She added, "I knew the stakes. If I pushed for more money, I'd be placed, i be re- I'd be replaced, and no one would so much as blink." Now, the feat that Taraji P. Henson is detailing here in her memoir and has talked about is something that every single black woman in Hollywood can pretty much relate to because, I mean, the obstacles are just layered on if you're black, if you're a woman, and especially if you're trans. Like, this is definitely a white man's game and a white man's club, and it's like black women almost have to feel like, oh, you should be lucky that you even got picked for the um, Mm -hmm. role. You should be lucky even to co-star with Brad Pitt, let alone how much you get paid. Like, it's, it's horrible, and I just wanted to add that. According to a 2016 Hollywood Writers Report, white men earned a medium of $133,000 while black writers earned only $99,000 and Latino writers earned $84,000. So again, that just goes to show that whether you're working in front of the camera or behind the camera, the disparity is substantial and we should not stand for it.
0: Well, there are some black women that are doing well, though, and that leads us into our second category, which is when you do do well, do you give back? Um, So I'm going to throw it back to Selena to introduce our second category and our nominees.
1: Great. So second category, guys, and feel free to chime in on Facebook or Twitter. It is Best Hollywood Humanitarian. So who is the celebrity making the biggest impact on our society? Is it Oprah Winfrey? Beyoncé or Rihanna? Who wants to go first? Alyssa?
0: Ooh. Huh, this is such a hard one. Um I like I'm inclined to go with Beyonce just because I love Beyonce and I know she has done a lot of work uh, to give back in particular to the people of Houston um, and also, you know, to um, other people, her and her husband, uh, who is Jay-Z, if you didn't know, Um, (laughs) you know, when, uh, you know, they're not uh, when Beyonce's sister isn't assaulting him in an elevator uh, because of his actions. (laughs) Um, But that's another show. Uh, You know, I think that the two of them do a really good job of, you know, giving back money, um, helping to try and end violence uh, in urban areas um, and just, you know, working to create a good example uh, for young people of color that are seeing Beyonce and seeing Jay-Z, you know, and seeing two very wealthy um, black people who have made it and that they want other people to make it also. So um, as much as I like Oprah and
2: Rihanna, I'm going to have to go with Beyonce here. Um, Jackie? I will probably have to go with Beyonce as well.
1: As a <laughs> uh, member of the agency, I
2: think <laughs> that's the correct because answer. Because I am legally required Seriously. to answer that question. <laughs> You're on contract. Beyonce. Yeah, I'm on contract. No, I mean, I, I think Beyonce is great, and I I know that she's done a lot of humanitarian work and donated a lot of money without even being sort of upfront about it. Like, the, it's come out that she and Jay-Z have donated as much money as they have to certain causes, and I, I kind of like that. I like that they haven't been, like, pushing into people's faces but they do it because it's right not because it makes them look good although it does make them look good um and I think Beyonce in general I don't know I think of her as such a role model she's incredibly talented she's beautiful she's sexy she's funny like she you know she's interesting she um I don't know I I just think that she is a great example of like you can work hard and really like pursue what you love and be passionate about what you love and you know create this amazing legacy for yourself. So I, I would say Beyonce. Well.
1: Absolutely. No, I mean, yeah, it's Beyonce. But I would say so really quickly, my answer to this question would be Oprah Winfrey. Um, I think that she sort of pioneered. Not I don't want to say pioneered, but she did such a good job for decades on end in giving back. I mean, you remember the show where she was like, you get a car, you get a car. But like even beyond that, she's been donating to a lot of great causes. The most recent one is the student activist in Florida, the uh, the high schoolers who are pushing for gun reform. She donated half a million dollars to the Parkland students to help their marches and the advocacy work that they're doing. So shout out to Oprah. That's my answer. But we have a lot more other categories and superlatives to give away. Don't go anywhere, guys. This is let your voice be heard, and this is the advocacy awards.
0: Let no! <laughs>
1: And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs and Jackie Cohen. Stanley is somewhere watching, hungover. Shout out to Stanley. And you should definitely leave a comment on our Facebook live uh, feed, Stanley, if you are watching. And anybody who's watching. So shout out to you guys. And, of course, if you're listening and you want to just call in and give us a comment, the number is 212-650-6903. Six Great. So where we left off, we were giving away different awards. Why? Because tonight is the Academy Awards, but we know it's pretty much going to be boring old white men congratulating themselves and praising themselves like these people don't get paid enough money, condition, and perks in their life. Whatever, right? So we're giving away awards to people who are doing for not, like, real work. And I'm not trying to say that people who work in entertainment don't do real work because, like, I do that too. But I'm just saying this is the work that changes lives uh, in a very real sense, right? So um, the next award that we wanted to give away is called Best Ally. So which white woman (laughs) is basically a really good ally to different social causes? Our nominees are... Alyssa Milano, Madonna, or Hillary Clinton. Facebook. So, let us know. Hillary Clinton. Alyssa Milano or Madonna. Zacky so, I just want to say I was not on the call when we like
2: discussed this. Clearly show this you week. weren't on the call. So I have a lot of questions about this <laughs> particular um Category and how it came about, and why these people were selected. But um, I'm going to choose a wild card. And I'm going to say Jessica Chastain. Um, so, there was a great interview with Octavia Spencer after Sundance where Octavia Spencer talked about she's very good friends with Jessica Chastain, and Jessica reached out to her, um, approached her about working, collaborating, uh, collaborating on a film together. And they talked about, you know, Jessica Chastain has been very vocal about the pay gap um, and the gender gap in Hollywood. And they were talking. Talking about this, and Octavia Spencer said, "You know, like this is something you're aware of, but let me tell you about the the wage gap between women of color and white women in Hollywood, which was not something that Jessica Chastain knew about, I guess." Um, and Jessica Chastain put her money where her mouth was and said, "I will tie you." to me, to this project, we will make the same amount. If we are going to work together, we are going to make the same amount of money. And she yep. made that happen, and that's what's happening now, mm-hmm. and they're going into production for this film together. And I think that is really important to, to you know, to recognize that it's not enough just to say I stand with you, I support you, you know, I, I want the best for you, but to really put your own self on the line and say, I am willing to, you know, risk what I'm working on to make sure that we both come up together. Um, I think that's tremendous. So I, I would choose Jessica Chastain yeah. in Hollywood specifically. So
1: that's such a better nominee, Jackie. <laughs> um, clearly why well, we you're need gonna, you. You're going to love
0: my wild card then, but you first. Okay,
1: okay. So I would pick Alyssa Milano. Reason being because um, – like like obviously, we know she was the actress that was tweeting using that hashtag MeToo, and um, that basically helped the MeToo hashtag go viral and really enter into mainstream America. But the thing that I like, she didn't co-op the movement. She gave appropriate spotlight and recognition to Tawana Burke, the black woman who was using the MeToo um, Me logo and the MeToo uh, basically catchphrase for a decade, and she's been doing a lot of work. So... After that, uh, Tawana Burke has really been doing um, even more work because of she has the support of like Alyssa Milano.
0: Absolutely. Um, So before I get to my answer, we're getting a comment from Uma Mishra. And she says that she's going to second Jessica Chastain, but she also wants to throw in Shailene Woodley for her support of indigenous rights and Standing Rock activists. Um, And thank you so much, Uma, for that comment. Um, So my uh, pick for um, ally um, is also a wild card. And it's Heather Heyer. Um, Heather Heyer was killed Mm. in Charlottesville um, by a white supremacist. She was in Charlottesville protesting against white supremacy. um, And she lost her life for that. And, you know, to you know, go out there and put your life on the line as an ally and to actually be killed by a white supremacist, um, you know, in order to be an ally to a cause, I think is a very, uh, you know, strong position uh, to be in. And, you know, obviously we feel very, noble uh, very noble. That's that's the words I was looking yeah. for. Thank you, Jackie. Um, you know, I feel very bad for uh, her family. I know her mom has now become an activist after her death. Um, but, you know, I feel very strongly that uh, yeah. Heather should get that award, uh, especially because she gets the ultimate sacrifice as an ally
1: absolutely great answer uh again guys i would say okay so we're moving on to best social activist now uh facebook feel free to leave a comment who would you say is the best social activist that should win that award would it be tamika Maori, who is co-founder of the women's march tawana burke who started Me Too long before it became a hashtag. Or Carmen Perez, who is an Afro-Latina who also co-founded the Women's March and has been doing a lot of advocacy work, especially in criminal justice, uh, as a part of the New York Justice League. I would choose all of the above, and That's I would a wild card insert. I would
2: also add Linda Sarsour yep. because I love Linda Sarsour. I think she, I, she's such a role model to me. So I, I would say all of the above. I think all of these women are tremendous and have done incredible work, um, and make me extremely proud to stand, you know, for the causes that they're advocating for. Um, so yeah. They're all great <laughs> um,
0: You yeah, know I actually Would have to agree With Jackie on that And uh, my choice Was going to be Linda Sarsa So um, you know Obviously she's a friend To the show We've had her on before um, And she's local Here to New York um, And sometimes You know She gets a bad rap Because she is very vocal And standing up for causes That she really believes in And you know Men don't like When strong women Of color Stand up for causes They believe in um, And so you know I, I just want to put That out there um, And I also just want To mention Within that in, it, Sometimes Linda Has been labeled As anti-Semitic And that really Could not be Further no. from the truth um, So I think It's worth mentioning uh, You know For myself um, And I'm sure Jackie could echo This sentiment As people who are Of the Jewish faith um, But who also Stand strongly In support uh, With non-Oppressionist Ideals right. um, To point out That you know Just because of The, the work Linda does um, Like does not Make her anti-Semitic She is very much A friend to the To Jewish people
2: yeah, I um I was going to mention that she gets – there's feedback <laughs> saying that she – accusing her of being anti-Semitic because she believes in Palestinian liberation. And um, as someone who is against the occupation of Palestine um, and a Jew, I – recognize the work that she's doing to be incredibly important. Um, and I think of her as an ally, too. You know, last year, there were numerous attacks on Jewish institutions. Um, there were, I think, over 100 bomb threats called in to JCCs and Jewish institutions and synagogues um, across the United States. There were, um, I believe, dozens of of Jewish cemeteries that were desecrated, where tombstones were overturned and destroyed, and Linda Sarsour actually raised money to help restore those cemeteries, wow. those Jewish cemeteries. I mean, I think she's someone who um, I know colleagues of mine have engaged with directly. I think she's a fierce advocate, um, and you know, I stand behind her and the work that she's doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would just say, if I had to give away the best social activist award, it would go to Tamika Maori, who I have met a number of times she's personally. Great. I mean, yeah, she's great. And I think that I, I probably do have like a little bias because... All these
0: women are great. It's no, so they're, hard. They're
1: all great. They're all great. But every time I've interacted with Tamika Maori, it's been very like sister girlish, very supportive, very like, I, like, oh, I see you, Selena. Like, you know, very, very warm and embraceive. And then it's like she gets on the stage and she has moved me to tears with her speeches so many times. And it's like her rallying call for activism it goes beyond just social justice and um trying to stop the mass incarceration of black men for instance just i think uh yesterday she published a, a moving piece and blabbing calling for more black leaders to join the pro-immigration movement and uh, she wrote this phenomenal piece i just want to read one quote that really touched me um she says and i quote black leaders must stand for these communities not just because they are part of our communities but because they are human beings with civil rights are under attack and the 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 reason why I'm so happy that she's taking this stance is because a lot of times I've heard African-Americans say things like, you know, well, we have to just like stick to our own issues and fight for our own. But I don't I don't really subscribe to that type of thinking. I think that with one marginalized community or or, or a person is being affected or attacked, we all are. And I'm so happy that Tamika has taken this stance and says that basically they're expanding their work to now include Fighting for immigrants, especially because black immigrants happen to be the ones who are most disenfranchised of that group. So shout out to Tamika uh, and great answers, Jackie and Alyssa. Moving on, the next award that we are giving out, Best History Maker. Now, our nominees are Rosa Parks, Coretta Scott King, and Fannie Lou Hamer. Who wants to jump in there?
0: Uh, I'll jump in. This is so hard because yeah, they're all impossible. just such great people. We really did a good job of picking nominees, making it difficult for us. I So I, I don't envy uh, the people in Hollywood who have to choose uh, between great movies or just anybody who ever has to decide uh, award shows. Um I'm torn between going with Rosa Parks and going with Coretta Scott King. Um, So, you know, I'm going to pick Rosa Parks uh, just because, uh, um, you know, I love Rosa Parks. And one of my favorite sayings, and I'm sure you've seen this on a T-shirt. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's just this T-shirt and it says, nah, N-A-H, period. And then it just says Rosa Parks, 1955. And I just I love that this act of civil disobedience that Rosa Parks engaged in because she was just like, nah, I'm not going to move. You know, you're going to have to move me from this bus. And that sort of really was a snowball that, you know, affected so many other things just by her saying this one simple thing. Nah, I'm not moving. Um, you know, I also, though, really like Coretta Scott King just because I know she was a very much a driving force behind her husband. Um, and I think that's important. Um, and if I had to pick a wild card, I'd probably. Alyssa, well,
1: how many choices? Yeah, right. Well, I was right, saying, right. Alyssa, it's it's one other, choice. Yeah, uh, let's <laughs> move it on. Uh, you Alyssa's is giving explanations for each I one. I know. I
0: would just say, uh, you know, last but not least, I don't want to forget about the 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 young woman who integrated the school in Brown versus Board of Ed. So okay. I just wanted to give her a little a nod. Shout out, but yeah, a shout out. But but, um, but Rosa Parks is still going to be my choice. Gotcha, okay.
2: Jackie. Well, based off of Rosa Parks, I'm going to go with Claudette Colwyn, who I think who you know actually inspired Rosa Parks civil disobedience um, and I think she was 15 at the time she refused to give up her seat for a white person on a bus um, and that was weeks before Rosa Parks did and Rosa Parks did it as an act inspired you know because it was so powerful and um, you know it was an organized act where she was chosen to take part in this act and you know it it created history but Claudette Colwyn was I believe 15 she was very young she was a student Um, She refused to give up her seat and I think looking today at what's happening with student activism across the country and how young people age 15 and older are you know being accused of not being mature enough or not being adults and not um, you know and because of that they shouldn't engage in politics and you know they're too young to understand I mean Claudia Cohen understood right she she her actions launched you know a million similar actions like her own and I think that it speaks to how much we should be trusting young people. And how, you know, their actions should inspire action by the rest of us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, yeah, I I would definitely go with uh, Rosa Parks as well, because um, I think that what she did like Alyssa, you guys both touched on what she did. But it was so inspirational. The fact that you see like this black woman taking a stance when and when we think of like the civil rights movement, a lot of times, you know, we rightfully. Uh, praise and recognize the black men and these black leaders that, like black male leaders, that really moved the mark. But Coretta Scott, excuse me, Rosa Parks is also someone who was right there in the trenches. And I think we have a comment. Yeah, we do have a quick comment
2: from Roland uh, Michael, who says these nominees are impossible to choose from. They should all win. So. Well, that's <laughs> not category. how the world works. <laughs> There's only one winner here. I'm just kidding, guys. You it know,
0: it's capitalism. There's winners and losers. Yeah, that's it. Perhaps that's all it and is. I digress. No, but
2: it's true. And I mean, that's what we, you know, aim to do in this show is to really highlight tremendous women, you know, and not say that there's only one, but that there are many, many tremendous women that we should be honoring. There sure are, and we
1: still have more awards to give away. So stay tuned, guys. This is the Advocacy Awards right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. we are back this is let your voice be heard right here on whcr 90.3 fm the voice of harlem where we are rocking and i hope you guys are appreciating the soundtrack the the playlist that i'm playing guys it's all michael jackson so if you're listening in harlem you can hear the music sorry facebook live and sorry podcast. we don't want to get kicked <laughs> off but uh but yeah so we're rocking uh, michael jackson today guys all right so where we left off uh we were talking about Different advocacy awards that we're giving away in place of the Academy Awards. Now, the next category we have is titled I'm With Her. And this is a category to spotlight a a phenomenal elected official who happens to be a woman of color who is doing... Or queer. Or queer, who is doing... In politics, obviously fighting against the Trump administration and all the other craziness. So, our nominees are Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters, and Danica Rome. Alyssa, who are you going with?
0: Um, as much as I love Maxine, uh, yay, Auntie Maxi, uh, i got to go with Danica Rome. Um, as somebody who is queer myself and who has potentially or does potentially want to run for office in the future, um, a lot of people when I was growing up always told me, like, it's so much more difficult. Like, you know, queer people don't win election. Mm-hmm. You know, you basically, like, have to be a straight white man or um, at least straight uh, or white or, you know, like, fit into some... Like box in order to be an elected Official in this country because uh, you know Women don't get elected and especially queer Women don't get elected and Danica Rome Has said no that's not true Uh, So Danica Rome is the is a trans Woman she was elected to the Virginia House of Delegates she represents the Area around Manassas in Virginia Um, And she's an amazing Woman who is doing great work uh, Not just on the bigger picture issues like Fighting Trump but on local things like getting The roads fixed and uh, you know Dealing with community issues in the district where she uh, lives and uh, the people she represents. Um, and, you know, so I think that she's an amazing woman uh, and she's definitely going to be my choice and I'm with her.
2: Jackie, this is a get, like, <laughs> impossible choices, so thank you. And I was trying to think of some more wild cards because there are so many women who are now running for office. I think that this... Category will be even harder to answer next year because I know that there are a lot of efforts right now to get more and more women elected into office um, at all levels of government. I know in New York City there's a big, big campaign to get more women um, represented at city council. Um, I'm kind of stuck between Danica Rome for reasons that Alyssa just said and also Maxine Waters. I think that she has been such a voice of sanity through all of this nonsense this past year and I've really I you know she has a long career I really respect it um and I think that she has just been unwilling to back down and she's you know been honest and upfront and aggressive about her opinions and I I really respect the work that she's done so
1: absolutely so I'm going with auntie Maxine <laughs> reason why is because she just keeps it too real yeah. like she has been calling for the impeachment of Trump for months now before a lot of other Democrats start Started signing on and she was like we got to get rid of him and every time someone takes a shot at her whether it's whether it's bill o'reilly or donald trump she claps back she's like oh no i'm not gonna be the bigger person i'm <laughs> gonna clap right back and i'm like yes auntie that's what i'm saying so well, but let me just say recently so donald trump actually took more shots at auntie <sighs> maxine last night he said he actually talked about her Ike. Eye- Q saying, and I quote, she has to immediately take an IQ test and people go crazy. Right. So Auntie Maxine responds. And I quote, she responded this morning for a president whose own staff and appointees have referred to him as ignorant, (laughs) stupid, and whose own secretary of state (laughs) Tillerson has not denied calling him a (gasps) moron. Trump needs to get out of the name of didn't name calling game.
0: Wait no she followed that up. The next tweet was we might also inquire of Stormy Daniels, remember that's the porn star about Trump's mental state since she has observed him up close I'm sure she could give us a revealing
2: wait. interpretation of Ooh, her own ob- obs- observations. Wait, wait the, the last tweet I just to wrap it up. Imagine the president of the United States rolling around the West Wing <laughs> disoriented, ranting, angry, carrying on and paranoid, dreaming of public policy. It's a dangerous thing for America. America. Get ready for impeachment. You, do you, <laughs> yeah, do, do you
1: see <laughs> Auntie Love Maxine's her? level of petty? Like her petty is <laughs> like, but it's not she's like, petty. we should ask
2: the porn
0: star.
1: It's not. It's just true, right? And, yeah. and she's
2: unafraid and unapologetic yep. and just willing to say what we're all thinking. And in this moment in politics, I mean, we need that coming from our elected leaders on the left. So she's great.
1: Absolutely. So shout out to Auntie Maxine. We do have to just move it along final category is something we call who's got next so here we wanted to spotlight uh phenomenal activists who are doing a lot of work on the ground but aren't as well known but we predict Will in be. five ten years less oh less than five to ten years they are definitely going to be ma- uh, getting more national spotlight so who's got next in your book bu- in your book alissa
0: well, so you know, originally I was going to pick myself, but then I took a- <laughs> I, I took I took a, I, I listened to Kendrick, and I decided to sit be down, humble. be humble. Um, I'm actually going to go with a good friend of mine. Her name is Elsa Weyth. Uh, she's a comedian and she's also an activist. She's originally from Virginia, uh, but now she lives in New York City, um, and she does a lot of really great work. She is a black woman. She is also queer. Um, she uh, does a monthly showcase of comedy where she talks about a lot of really important Important issues, um, and she's also always on the front lines of a lot of protests. Um, I actually met Elsa back when Eric Garner died. Uh, she was leading a lot of the Black Lives Matter uh, shut it down NYC protests, um, and she was always the one who was like on the megaphone uh, explaining to uh, petty white people why we were shutting down like an H and M store in the middle of the Christmas shopping season uh, because of Eric Garner's death. Uh, she's done a lot of really really great work, and she's. Also, really funny. Um, So you guys should check her out. Uh, She's on Twitter and also on Facebook. She has a new web series coming out that's called High Bible Stories, uh, where her and another comedian smoke weed and then they uh, read the Bible. So that's going to be really great. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Coming out next week. You should check it out. And you can also find her on Twitter at at. Elsa, just Elsa. They oh should invite you on that show, Selena. No, 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 guys. <laughs> they should
1: invite you guys. That sounds hilarious, I though. think that's the I show do that not, Stanley should I do on. not
0: confirm or deny whether or not I engage in any marijuana
2: use. Alyssa, no one even, like... No one I'm, asked. Yeah, <laughs> no you said oh you God. should go on that I, show. Yeah, because yeah. Selena loves the Bible. Right, right. it's funny. Bible. So then why would I go on? Well, because you like the other part of that show. Right. Um, anyway, so exactly. my... Which I don't confirm or deny. Right, so my answer for this very... Again, very challenging uh, category would be Erin Lang, who is someone that we've had on the show before. She's an activist. She's a trans woman of color. Um, She's fantastic. And I highly encourage people to listen to our show um, from a few months back. I think it was over the summer. That we did the show um, in response to the problematic breakfast club show um, that where, you know, there were really disgusting comments made about Janet Mock, who they had on as a guest. um, And there were people calling for the breakfast club to be uh, canceled. So we had Aaron Lang on the show to talk about the problematic language used on that show towards trans women and, um, you know, about. Advocacy in general. And I think that she's amazing and doing really incredible work. And she's a talented artist and, you know, activist. And I just really admire the work that she's doing.
1: Shout out to Erin Lang. Yes, absolutely. So my choice for this category is also a person who has appeared on Let Your Voice Be Heard before. Her name is Kat Lazo. She is a Latinx feminist media activist who has educated me so much about Latinx issues. Like, just the fact of, like, why... You should refer to her as Latinx and not Latina. Is something that I did not always understand. Like she does these phenomenal YouTube yeah, videos where she just breaks down real issues in a very common language in a way that you can understand. Like, like, and like for instance, she talked about why um lot la- why a lot of Latinx people will identify as white as opposed to Afro Latino. You know, like just the different references. There was one video she talked about um the difference between being Hispanic and Spanish, and I was just like like these these type of conversations we're not having enough of them um, outside of smaller groups. And I think that the more educated that we are, especially about alternative ethnicities and lifestyles, the better we can connect with one another. Um, And also, uh, did I mention the indigenous video she did? She did a video explaining how and why she actually identifies as an indigenous Latinx. And I was just like, I really appreciate it. And besides just really talking about her identity, And um, her background, another thing she talks about is sexism and misogyny. But she does it from, like, the most snarky, sarcastic, (laughs) funny way ever. And I'm just like, this girl is brilliant. And she did a TED Talk. And I'm just like... Kat, you're so wonderful. She's
2: great. And I love her videos, and I think that she's used YouTube as a platform to really just, like, amplify her voice and the voice of others. And it's it's really cool. Her videos are fantastic, and I definitely encourage people to watch them.
1: Absolutely. And you can actually find her work at thecatsmeow.com. She has her own website. She's been featured on Huffington Post, BuzzFeed. If you haven't seen her already, check her out, thekatsmeow.com. So on that note, guys... That wraps it up for the 2018 Advocacy Awards. But before we go, I just want to give everyone a few minutes to give their final thoughts about how we can continue to empower women of color. All of the women that we talked about today so that they can continue to do the work that is needed. Jackie? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's so
2: you know, in in these trying times, <laughs> um, I think <laughs> it's important to uplift and support these women who are doing the work, who are really, especially the women who are on the ground. You know, putting themselves on the line every single day to advance us towards a better tomorrow. And so, I really, you know, I'm I'm happy that we could use the show to highlight so, a very small few of the women who are doing this work each day. Um, but I think that it's important for us to recognize and support this work and you know support it in whatever way that we can um,
0: yeah no i actually i was going to say something along the same line so i i really won't um Spend a lot of time repeating Jackie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to, in particular, point out that um, if you're a white woman, use your position of privilege to help prop up a woman of color, whether that be uh, through your networks by putting her in touch with people um, that can help her achieve her goal, um, or if you're in a financial position to give money, um, you know, what uh, people of color in a particular white uh, Women of color who are doing this great work need from white women uh, is for you to be a good ally uh, ally, sorry, for you not to take what they are doing and run with it and make it your own and co-opt it. um, But for you to be a good ally. And there are many ways for white women to be good allies. Um, And if you're not sure what those are, then you should speak to some of your friends who are activists of color and ask them how you can be an ally to them without co-opting their movement. Um, And you should take those
2: steps. I would also say, though, like, Do your own work. Like, don't expect women of color to do the work for you and constantly have to tell you like how you should be a good person. Like, do some research, you know, like talk to people for sure, but like get on the internet. Like there are a wealth of resources available to you. So don't just expect other women to
1: have to educate you constantly. Like, do your own work. It's it's hard, but you can do it. Yeah, and I would just add uh, quickly, you know, women of color, we've been on the front lines of every issue why is because we feel it most but we're often in the shadows we're often uh, you know standing by and standing down so that we can propel a lot of black men and black leaders who obviously we love and support but you know I'm so happy that we can just take some time to recognize the Tawana Burks the Tamika Maury's the Carmen Perez's of the world because they deserve that like each and every day they've dedicated their lives to activism and like I've been saying through this whole show they're work doesn't just benefit me and like other black women it benefits us all and i think that if we can continue to talk about them, you know, support them monetarily, Uh, do whatever we can to make sure that their voices are heard, then all of our voices will be heard. And, of course, if you want to support this black woman right here, you can do that by supporting the Let Your Voice Be Heard Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash beheardradio. And once you do that, we can continue to stay on the air. On that note, guys, I just want to say happy Sunday to you all. Continue to enjoy Fight, educate, inform, and empower, and we'll be back next Sunday, God willing.